I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect the best and nothing less I expect, I expect, I expect I expect all the possibilities I expect positive energy I expect with no regrets I visualize it all, know what's coming, yeah I'm synergy, I reach every dream and love my enemies Everything here is a lesson, everything that comes to me counts as a blessing no. This meeting is being recorded Good day, good day Good day, beautiful world I'm Jay And I'm Aaliyah And this and is this is homeschool school, yo kids yo kids all right all right how you feeling today i'm feeling good um i feel really happy about getting back out and going to our library because i took a break especially after um my daughter had got sick i was like all right <laughs> we've been doing too much we're gonna stay in you know we're gonna stay in the house build up our immune system and things and since the weather has been a little better the sun has been out um I took her to the library the, yesterday and I know she probably want to go back today and they actually have like you know kid programs so they have like a social today for toddlers so I'm like okay I might just pull up at the social <laughs> Nice. And, yeah, they uh, have a lot of activities for young ones. <laughs> they do. They really do. I think it's amazing. Like, if you're not using your library, you should because um, it's a great way for kids to, like I said, that socialization component when you're homeschooling, you're trying to find like other kids and just things to do. The library is great. Yeah. Yes. How are you doing, girl? Let me know. I'm grooving. You know, I'm always grooving. Even when I'm not groovy, I'm still groovy. <laughs> groovy, baby. That's what yes. you, you need to get that. You need to get that on your car. So, like something to like that is like you. <laughs> yes. But everything is everything. Beautiful day today. We're supposed to go fishing today, actually, with my uncle and my cousins. So <gasps> that should be cool. Yeah. That sounds cool. Have yeah, the girls I don't even been fishing? Oh. Um, they had when they were younger they had um uh little fishing poles and everything and they ended up leaving them in their grandmother's car so that was like the end of fishing so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but um they haven't been in, in a while so they're gonna be excited I haven't told them like I'm a parent I don't know like if other parents do this or not but I don't tell my girls anything that we're doing, like anything ever. Everything's always a surprise. Cause one, um, they're they'll be on a countdown. Like, like when I if I tell them something, um, they'll be like, What time is it? What time is it? Is it time to go yet? Is it time to go? Are we what oh, oh like you know, they're they're antsy and stuff. I don't tell them much of anything that we're doing and I just let everything be a surprise and it just works out better for all of us because also when people renege or people you know change plans they don't even know they didn't know anything about it so you didn't hurt my baby's feelings and we could still be friends and bam we everything is good once again <laughs> yeah 
I just don't like I've I've been that way since Kenny was like two. Like I don't tell, like don't tell them anything. Don't tell, don't, don't do it because things happen, things occur. And it's hard, it's harder to explain the why we didn't do it as opposed to like just not telling them anything about it. <laughs> I don't yes. know why parents would do that to like that's torture to me. Like, oh, all of that. No. What's today? You said we were going at, at five o'clock and like, mm-mm, you're not holding me to none of that. Like, I didn't tell you anything. <laughs> Everything surprised. Yeah. Yo, I loved like when I say I love that, I'm yes, like, ma'am. listen, I'm taking that tool right there and I'm putting that in my pocket. <laughs> yes, I'm just telling you, it works out better. It just it does. Like no obligations. I do it for birthday party. Girl, they'll find out when we get to somebody's birthday party. And <laughs> yes, baby. So I could just imagine the excitement on their face. Yes. <laughs> Yes, honey. It'd be so funny because, <laughs> like, they literally, I don't tell them much of any, like, anything as far as events go. Like, no, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it, it has been working out great for me. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that because, well, for me, it's not even really telling my daughter that we're going to do something, but it's like when we do it and it's time to go, Mm. that's the part, you know, it's like, I'm trying to figure out how to get her to understand that when it's time to go, it's time to go, you know, like it's time to go. I think that comes with, cause I've never, like the girls have never had tantrums or anything. Like they have never done anything when we, it's time to go because we do so much. And so I think that's what a lot of it comes from. It's like the child don't know necessarily, oh, this is so much fun. I don't know when I'm gonna have this much fun again. And it's like, oh, I don't want to go. So I think that's where a lot of, cause I see a girl, I be seeing when we go to the park, honey, the kids getting carried out, crying and everything else. And it's just like, they're so attached to that fun and they don't know when it's going to come again. So it's like, oh no, I need to savor all of this. Whereas we go to the park every day. We go, you know, we go to different things just about every day. So, and that's been like, I've always been really adamant about making sure that they go and do something to, to wear out the energy. Like they got too much energy to be up in the house with me or (laughs) for us to be sitting down somewhere because it's just they they like to be on the go and they are still like that um so I I feel like a lot of that comes from that I know some parents say to use like how you were talking about earlier the okay you got five more minutes you got you know like so it's like not a an abrupt leave it's like okay you you let them know and so they had time to process even though like in all actuality a child that age really doesn't know how long five minutes is so it's like ah the five minutes go by quick and she's like no you said five more minutes this wasn't five minutes that wasn't five minutes right so come on come on don't do this don't do this right now (laughs) no my daughter said no mommy I don't need the timer I'm okay. I don't need the timer. That's what she tells me. I don't need the timer. I'm okay. <laughs> when I'm oh, like, yeah. you got like a couple minutes. Um, she, no, I don't need the timer. I'm okay. <laughs> but you're right though. I think for us, like we get it, like we get out, but it's not super consistent because we do think like we, we go here, we go there. But like you said, 
I, maybe if it was way more consistent, like back to back to back, um, she would get into her head. Because we talk about it. I'm like, Kaya, we're coming to this place, but we got to go. Okay, mommy, as soon as we got time to go, it's an issue. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll talk to her about it like, Kaya, we have to leave whatever she's like I'm sorry mommy but she just does it all like she does it all the time though like I just don't know I just don't know like what it is because we get out but like maybe it definitely should just be a little bit more consistent she's the only child though like she you know she'd be trying to graft on to those little relationships and that time with peers yeah going home to two adults so it's like right y'all aren't gonna play with me like this (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I thought I feel for parents with only a you know the one child. Like I had thought I only wanted one child at one time, and after I had Morgan and the bond that they have now, and how much Kennedy talks and stuff, I said I don't know what I was thinking. Like I don't know what I would have done. (laughs) It was just me and Kennedy. Girl, she talks so much. Oh my gosh! I would have been the sole receiver of all of this had I not. I goodness, and it's so funny because their dad would tell them like, "Don't be thinking that your mom gotta take y'all somewhere every day, and don't be having her making it seem like you know she gotta entertain y'all and stuff." And I'm like, "That's exactly what they do. Like you're talking to yourself right now. Like they feel we gotta get out." every day because I've been we've been doing it for so long like that's all I tell I went into labor with Morgan because I went up this mountain with Kenny we had went to the park and I went up this um it was at Mount Trashmore in Virginia and I went up the mountain girl next day I was in labor because I was still like you know taking her to the park I've always taken them to the park before homeschool like I that's been my thing like I just felt like kids need the park like yeah I don't know I just feel like they do need to to go to the park I, and I like going to the park myself I like being outdoors myself so weather's good I'm outside all yes. the time so it's just been a it's been a thing and by all means my children have definitely been programmed to feel like oh we supposed to go to the park every day <laughs> Hey, we're not going to the park. What's going on? It's not raining. What? What do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you mean? That's good. That's so good because they're so social. Like you're, you know, I can definitely see how getting out and doing more and finding those friends and having those connections really help children. Because I remember um, when I went to the library the other day, um, and I was talking to this lady that I met. She did say that the reason why, you know, I, her daughter her granddaughter and my daughter was really having fun kicking it off and I was just saying she just you know she introduced herself and things so I was like wow she really just you know she's really very social like she just you know can start a conversation and things and she was saying yeah she um she was in Head Start and she um you know that's where she kind of learned her socialization from and now um they're not you know she's not in school she's doing a little you know I guess she's like you know, in that homeschooling period, but she's going to be starting school soon. And because she spoke so well, and grandma was telling me all these skills that she has, like she knows how to cook, and just all these wonderful things. And I just seen, you know, how bright she was. I was, um, I had asked grandma, you know, um, why was she like, what was, why did she want to um, 
put her granddaughter in school or, you know, did she, was she ever thinking about homeschooling and just continuing, you know, what she's already doing with her granddaughter? And through that conversation, what I got from the conversation is that it was not something that she felt like she could do or it wasn't something that, like, she had... She, you know, through that conversation, I already knew that she had in her mind that she couldn't do it, you know, like, something that is something that she just couldn't do, or couldn't really think about doing, or like, could really wrap her around her head around it. And also, like, being the teacher, you know, like, she felt like there's just something like being her teacher was something that she just could not do. Yeah, so well, grandma was probably also like, well, I've already raised mine. Like this one is actually like a bonus child and I, I shouldn't have to do that. That's, that's all her parents. But she like, I have the same conversation with parents also that they don't feel like they're qualified per se to homeschool their kids. And it's just like, well, what does that even mean? Like, what do you like, what do you have to, how do you have to, what qualifications do you need to teach your own child? especially when you've been doing it already. Like you said, the child was well-versed, like she was personable. She was able to hold a conversation, start a conversation and knew how to cook. Like, you know, she had skills already that have been um, instilled in her. And I'm sure uh, Head Start didn't teach her how to cook. I'm pretty sure um, that was not there. So I don't know why parents... um, kind of negate away from the fact that they have been their, their child's teacher, their primary teacher um, prior to. And, you know, I did a post on that too. It's like, well, if you don't feel you can homeschool your kids, well, what do you feel like you was doing the first five years of their life before they went to kindergarten or before you thought about putting them into kindergarten? What do you think you've been doing? And that's what I, I start off like, I don't now that's part of my speech when I be talking to it. like you taught them how to brush their teeth you taught them how to put their clothes on like you taught them thank you yes please um no thank you know you taught them all this stuff like that vocabulary that they have in them like you've been building on that you've done that but parents don't see that and I feel like it's because they're they're more so looking ahead as opposed to right now you know um as far as what they feel they're capable of doing or teaching. And I don't, I don't know. It's like, okay, well, your child's four. <laughs> how much, how much, um, how complex do you feel their learning needs to be at four? Right. Cause I have a talk, you know, and she was going down all the list of things that her, you know, her granddaughter could not do. She can't do her letter. She can't do this. She can't do that. And I just had to tell grandma, you know, like, look, but look at all the things that she can do. do. Right. And if you want her to learn those other things, that's why I feel like natural teaching is beautiful. And I'm so glad that, you know, we got connected. Look, bringing up Miss Glow again. (laughs) Yeah. And you got to think about what she was saying with her, her grandson, Zeke, who he, he can read. And when I tell you the boy can read, like he reads on on a high level. Um, but he doesn't write, but that's not a focus of theirs by no means. Are they sitting there talking about, oh, but he can't write his letter. Like, you know, oh, he can read third, fourth grade level, but he can't write. Like, no, like you focus in on what they can do. They, their abilities in the present because they account, they're, 
there's room for growth. That's the whole thing. Like they're always going to continue to grow and develop. You don't want them. They're not going to come out the womb with everything figured out, even though there are some little childhood, little child geniuses, you know, we talked about them the other night too, little nine-year-olds that graduated high school and whatnot. But <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> that's not the average. That's not the, uh, I guess what you would see in norm. However, we don't really know what the norm is, I don't think, because so many people go by the book of yes. what they need to do with their kid. And so it's like, is that a norm? Like, what could most kids reach that level at that young of an age if we were to redesign how we looked at children and what they did once you, you know, you had them? Because, you know, a lot of parents, and I, I even I was passing out some cards the other day at the park, and her daughter looked to be about, two or three and she was like oh I want to do this but should I start now like she's kind of young I was like well like she 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 walk in she she looked like she doing stuff I don't know how her vocabulary but either way it's like how do you feel like they're gonna build upon anything if you don't start now like it's never too early to start like they tell you about reading and playing the music for the child when they're in the womb so it's like why wouldn't you think that when they come out of the womb, all that stuff still isn't important? Yes, OMG. And I just want to go back to what you said about um, like parents feeling like, okay, what was it that you said? Because basically, um, I feel like it's important if you, and we talked about this, the de-schooling process, if you don't actually take the time to just really change, because I heard someone say you can't unlearn what you've already learned, and I get that, but you can, re, you can change your thinking. Like, yeah, you may have already learned something, but you can change your thinking, and if we just take the time to just change our thinking about how we see learning or how school should go, because like you said, um, there's not that learning can look like anything at such a young age, you know, like kids, like that can look like anything. And I feel like, um, like what you said is how do we know what our kids can or cannot do if we're still going by, oh, by this age, they should know how to do this and this and this. And then, you know, when they turn this age, they'll be able to do this. I feel like, you know, that, that boy, it was possible for him to, like you said, it's not the norm, but it could be because maybe, you know, it was possible for him because his parents didn't just limit him to a school's education. Like it or wasn't just developmental milestones that everyone feels right. like is just set in stone as to where their child should or could or shouldn't be. It's kind of it's weird just to see how dependent people are on the standards or, you know, what they feel is normal. Um, as far as their child's growth and development. And, you know, I'm always talking about the, the importance of remembering that we're all individuals. Like we're all individuals. Everyone born is on a different path than the next person. Even if those two children came out of the same womb, like Kenny was talking, 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 talking at two, like, oh my gosh, like full sentences. People used to always commend her. Uh, oh, she talks so well. Morgan and like we didn't really understand what Morgan was saying, so she was damn near four. Like, mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. I never said it like 
on the like, oh, shucks, you should be talking. Like, I'm worried. Like, you know, parents be doing that. Like, yeah, the two children and be like, oh, no, you should be talking by now. And you should be doing like, no, that's not the case. Because now she talks very, very well, very fluently. Um, her mind is so complex and how she analyzes things. I feel like she grasps and um, holds on to concepts way quicker and way more like intellectually than Kennedy does she really does um and they're almost three years apart so it's it's a they're different though they're very very different but parents do hone in on the the standards and the norm and what is what they feel is supposed to be taking place at that time as opposed to allowing their children to grow independently individually and within themselves of being themselves yes yes and I think it discourages parents especially when they hold them hold their children to those certain standards like she was saying oh she don't know how to do this she don't know how to do this um and it made her feel like she don't know how to do these things because I'm not you know I'm not qualified I feel like to do those things and that's why she doesn't know those things and that you know someone else who is qualified should be able to teach her but I definitely think that in order for you to even start homeschooling first you have to feel like you are qualified you have to you have to have that mentality mentality to know that you can do you can do homeschooling because you've already been doing it like you said for the first five years like kids don't come out of the womb and go to school everything that they <laughs> learn literally like everything that they learn up until the time that they go to school and in North Carolina you don't have to put your child in the school until they're six years old so if you don't you know if you where who is your child learning from up until that time that you do decide to put them into school the parent you are your child's first teacher period there is no negotiation about that yeah no you're you're absolutely correct and that's why I always like I said I get to listen to stuff that parents I know that their parents you know parents have taught their kids that they're not giving themselves credit for because it's like what are you seeing what are you seeing that that I don't know that you feel like you're not qualified and you've already been doing it but then that's the, you know, the bachelors and you got to go to college and, oh, I'm not certified as a teacher. It's like, you're certified as your child's teacher. Like nobody knows your child more like more than you do. If you are a parent who is considering homeschooling, I feel like you have a certain level of, of consciousness to you that I know for a fact, no one knows your child like you do. Yes, and we're not. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was gonna say, and yes, and we're not. You know, as as people who are trying to motivate parents to homeschool, we're not saying you know go you you gotta go homeschool everybody else's children. Like, no, you don't gotta get a certification to go out and teach. You know, we're talking about teaching your child, like you said, your child, the child that you have birthed. You have the most knowledge on that child because it's your child. Like you birthed the child, you know. Yes, it's, it's yours. It's, they came through you. You've been watching and observing them for the past four to five years. Like, you know what, what they, 
what time they're going to get up, you know, what they're going to ask for to eat, you know, what their favorite foods are, what they like to watch, you know, a lot, like, you know, that child. And so you being able to provide an interest-led learning program for them or um, educational journey for them, that comes from you. When they get into a classroom, I don't think a lot of people take into the fact that your child just becomes a body as in the in the mass of everyone else. And so when a school approaches your child's learning, it's not pro- approached on an individual level. It's approached on a how we're going to do this for everyone, not your child. Like your child is there and partaking in the education. However, your child is not the center and the focus of how that education is being presented. And so your child is just among the masses. And that's why I don't understand why, why parents wouldn't feel like their, their guidance will be best, um, will better, better fit their child. Like, you know, I know what my girls are into. Would their teacher take that time? To, I'm sure she would try to, but I, I've also tried to. Like I used to have my, my students journal and I would be writing back to them in their journals. So I knew a lot of things about my students, but still trying to adapt a learning environment to that one child in the midst of 25 to, 20, to 30 other kids in the classroom. No, it's not possible. It's not. Yes, and I think that's why teachers long for that parent relationship like I know teachers would rather you know parents be way more engaged in their child's educational journey and really take on that role as what a learning coach or a home educator or tutor or whatever you want to call it because they know like we know that you know your child better than we do like you've been around you you are with your child more than the teacher like it may not seem like it but it's true like you've been around your child way more than the teacher the teacher is just getting to know your child within that year and it doesn't I mean yes because like you said you've done it I've done it you can get to know your students as a teacher you can get to know their interests but it still takes so much work and so much effort um to tailor like you said, to tailor their, their education to their specific needs. Because there are, like, children learn differently. There are so many different ways that children can learn and come up with solutions. And so, yeah, your child just becomes a, a body when they're not, like, when when a teacher is not being able to um, get get them through the lesson like maybe it's just not interesting it's not on that it's not something that they it's not how they can learn or it's not based on their interest so they're just gonna just be sitting there not even really soaking in the information and that's why I really love 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 interest-based learning and I'm always talking about how I use my daughter's interests to um I use my daughter's interests to help her learn because she doesn't like to just sit down <laughs> she doesn't like to just sit down and learn something or she don't she doesn't like to um like be talked at a lot Mm -hmm. like she's a hands-on learner she likes to go ahead and get things done and she likes to um she's a visual learner she likes to watch videos and learn through visual um visuals so me as a parent 
I'm glad that I know that because if I were to put my child into school, that would be information that I would relate to the teacher. And I really do feel like parents should start to do that more, especially if you're going to put your child in school. Be, you know, build that relationship with the teacher. Tell them about your child more. Tell them about their interests so that it can it can be easier for the teacher as well because then they got to go and pull it out of the child. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth trying to get to know, you know, trying to trying to get to know a student because they have up a barrier or, or something. But, you know, when you talk to the parent, you can get that information. But it takes a mutual relationship. It really does. Yes, it does. Um, the lack of parent involvement was my like one of my biggest issues when while teaching in the classroom. Like I, it's it was just alarming because I I wasn't at the like you know I ended in the high school level, but I started in middle school, and so I told this before like when a, that open house came about and only about three kid three parents in each class came. Like that hurt my heart. Like, yeah, where did that? It's these children in the seventh grade. You should still want to know who your your children's teachers are. You should still want to know who is um who they're around all day. Like, who's having an influence on your child? I think getting to know your child's teacher is very very important. Um, and it should be for anyone and like you said if you're putting your children into a classroom it would be better served if you were to develop a relationship with that teacher and tell them oh, okay well she's into this or he he doesn't he doesn't seem to learn best from this but when we do this at home he seems to grasp on you know and it's things to consider, whereas like they may not be able to adapt to all of it because your child is in a classroom full of others. It will help a lot of things as, as opposed to like, you know, them labeling your child or them telling you, oh, well, your child can't learn this way or, you know, like you're them, them telling you things that you don't already know about your child because you're already presenting the information to them, you know, like right. it's not. Uh, like no I already told you that he doesn't learn like that he don't he's he's not going to want to sit and just do this worksheet or worksheet there's nothing wrong with his learning like that parent involvement is needed there's parents in that have kids in elementary school who never go to open house or never go and meet their child's teacher and I think that's wild because that one teacher is with your child what seven hours out the day and so not to know who that that's wild to me like wild and lack of parent involvement was always like a major major talking and focal point for other teachers like that is something we talked about all the time because that's that's important and to not know what what really trips me out especially as a teacher was when parents did not know the level that their child was on and that's why I feel like it's so important for a parent to see their to see themselves as their child's first teacher or as their child's learning coach or home educator, whatever word you want to put to it, okay, it's important that you see yourself as that because I would be really shocked to just be like, you didn't know that your child couldn't read? Like, you didn't know that your child, you know, couldn't do math? Like, you don't know that these are things that we should know. The teacher, it, should, it shouldn't just depend on the teacher to give your child an evaluation for for them to find out that they can't read that's something that the parents should know because why are we not reading with our children like why you know why are you not taking that time out and I understand everybody's life is different 
but one thing that I really don't like are excuses because at the end of the day, there is so much that we do as parents that we put our time and energy into that we could do the same thing for our children. It don't take but five minutes to read a, a book. Like even if your child is in high school and they're at the age where you may feel like, oh, I don't need to read my child a book, even though there is research out there that says reading out loud to high schoolers is still beneficial. It does not matter if your child is in high school, middle school, they still need parent involvement within their educational journey. And so even if your child is in high school, taking the time to sit them down and have them read to you, you know, it's still beneficial. It's still something that we can do as parents to show our children, you know, that we care, that we are here, that we're a guide on the educational journey. If they need us, you know, you know, we're here, we're still learning and growing as well. So why not learn and grow together? And I just, like you said, it was very disheartening as a teacher to just see so many parents just leave it up to the teacher, you know, just leave it up to the teacher. And it really is because they do not see themselves as their child's teacher when that's all your child really know is you, to be honest. I don't, I don't, okay, so I don't know if this has popped up in my head, but the conversation I was, I told you I was talking to a fourth grader yesterday, my little cousin, um, he's in the fourth grade and um, we got to talking about like his teachers and stuff because girl, he had a package. He had a cup of noodles, uh, and he said the behavior teacher had gave him those noodles. And I was like, well, what you doing with the behavior teacher? And he's like, well, he's the behavior teacher for the whole school. And I said, well, it sounds like y'all got a close relationship. You know, I'm just like pulling stuff out of him or whatever. But then he got to talking about his teacher. And it was like, I just feel like she be picking, what teacher was it? Um, was it his it was, she taught one, it's because he named the subject, but either way, he was like, like, I'll walk up, and she'd be like, mm, we're gonna have a bad day today, and I'm like, dad, she started, she started the day with, and he's like, you said, what do you be doing, and I said, what, I mean, what do you greet her with a smile or something, and she'd be like, you gonna have a bad day today, but just to know that a teacher is saying that to him, and I know he's probably hasn't expressed this to his dad, it's just like, well, dang, like, teacher would like read my child talking about some, oh, we oh, we gonna have a bad day today. Like, um, why, why, well, how do we get there? And just that, just once again, put into my head, just the stuff that these kids I know don't be telling their parents and the things their parents are like in the dark about what the, when you know when it comes to their child's day and what they're doing and so I'm like well does the teacher not like you she's like well she do be coming at me she she be um we what did he say we um uh, I forgot because he he oh he did a lot of talking but you could tell like nobody be talking to him wow. <laughs> I tell you he was going honey he was going he was just telling me all this stuff like telling he was just telling me all this stuff um but it was just like parents have to they have to talk to their kids and they need to definitely talk to their kids teaching because you're not gonna greet my child and tell my child that they oh we're gonna we having a bad day we're gonna have a bad day today like no how do you start with that how do you That's... start with that 
and expect mm. something different. Like I, you absolutely right, Miss Johnson. We are about to have the worst. You right. <laughs> you about to have the worst day ever, Miss Johnson. You know that. Sit me down now. Like I don't know. Cause yeah, no, I don't know. But teach parent involvement. That right there alone, just to be letting me know, like, yo, parents got to get more involved. Parents got to know more. Parents got to ask more questions um, and just be more present. Like, I bet he, I bet if my cousin was to be up at that school or was to have, you know, conversation with that teacher, she wouldn't be greeting him like that. Because right. you know that they, you know, that they have a talk, like they, they have that type of relationship where that's going to get back to him. Right, right. So she she's at a comfortable level where she feel like she could just say stuff to him, and it's cool. It's, no, no. Wow, that breaks my heart because, oh, that break because yeah, as a teacher, you have so much power and influence over how your day goes or how students will act. Um, I mean that like that goes down to like you know building relationships. It's so much. Um, that goes into that and that just you know that really breaks my heart I've never ever ever greeted a student of mine with that type of language even the kids that you know will come in and they probably got some issues or whatever it's always just trying to make um, kids feel good about themselves because you just never know what they go what they got going on so I mean that's just that's 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 heartbreaking and like you said I mean if the parent like you said you know obviously the parent the teacher is comfortable with doing that because she hasn't been checked. Like somebody mm-hmm. need to check her. Yeah. Like I would not, you're not about to talk to my child that way. You're not about to, you know, cause that's, that's um, affecting the way that he views himself. Cause it's like, yeah, well, dang, when I come in, right. Like when I come in the room, we're going to have a bad day. Like am I, do I, am I the one with the bad energy? And it's just crazy. Like, no, you know, and that's why it's so, like you said, it's so important as parents that we check in and and that's why I enjoy um and I have this mentality where it's like now nah, my daughter not going to preschool or any program if I can't be there because I want to know what's going on like I really do and I'm gonna say no to any program I remember this one lady was trying to talk about a dance program and she was like yeah but it's a private session so parents can't come in but you can sit out in the parking lot I'm like so why can't I just be in the building? Why I gotta be in the parking lot? Like, no, that's weird to me. Why you don't want your? Why don't? Why don't you want the parents to be there? Um, they I'm good. Like parents are a distraction, but okay, true. then it's, it it shows that because I don't know if you saw that that story where the, the little boy drowned um, with the, the swimming instructor and parents weren't allowed in there either, but. Uh-huh this little boy ended up drowning and that became a big topic like you know these um teacher-led courses or um lessons or whatever whatever the case may be and then parents being restricted from it and that's a like if the parents were there that would have been more eyeballs in that water and you know making sure that everyone is accounted for Whereas this little boy didn't make it because his parents, like ultimately it's because his parents weren't allowed inside. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. See, and that's why I'm like, yeah, no, I just feel like my daughter, she's not at an age where, you know, she can, and I'm not, I don't want to hinder her, you know, but I just feel like she's too young. Like when she gets to a point where she can voice her opinions and things and yeah, I'll be, I'll be 
better with, you know, letting that go and, and let her do more things. But right now, I just, I really feel like it's super important for me to be involved. You know, I want I really want to know what's going on. And I, I appreciate and I'm grateful to be able to be home with my daughter and to know all the things that she's doing and all the things that she's learning. Cause I'm here with her and I'm the one that's doing it. You know, like we are, you know, I am her teacher. I see that. I've seen that. Um, and it's something that I've always wanted to make sure that I play the role in. And my daughter, she knows, and I appreciate um, the other day. Cause I mean, it, it was a couple weeks ago, but I was just feeling like, dang, I don't even know if Kyan really understands, you know, what I have, like what I did or like what's going on. But then the other day she, um, a couple weeks ago she was like mommy are you a teacher and I was like yeah I'm a teacher um and she was like um um I said yes I'm a teacher and then I was like I think I asked her like do you see me as your teacher or who whose teacher am I and she was just like yeah like you're my teacher you teach me this we go over letters we go over this and I was like oh like you 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 know like she gets it she understands that you know I am you know taking on that role or that I am her teacher like your 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 child will see you as that without you even having to say anything because I mean that I feel like that's just a part of parenting like I don't know I, I can't that, that that's just how I feel I just feel like as a parent I am also my child's teacher like it, it kind of goes hand in hand one in one parenting and teaching I mean you because as a parent you are teaching your child things you're showing them things you're modeling to them that's all that teaching really is you know yes like it, it really is um I think people get lost in the concepts that are being taught and, you know, the information that is being relayed to the students or whatever, but in all actuality, it is just a bunch of modeling and a bunch of theories, um, ideologies being passed around. So I don't know why parents really don't take more, you know, home more in on that role. Like, no, I am my child's first teacher. I, I am my child's most qualified teacher um really and don't think all the way up until they once they get in high school and it, you know that you got to teach geometry and all this other stuff like we probably won't do that here <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I haven't thought about that you know that far ahead like my girls are six and nine but I mean if if need be, then that's when a tutor will have to step in or another homeschool mom who's well-versed in that. There's ways to to reach yeah. the goals that you want to reach if you want to reach them. But as I told you with the, the grandma who's all adamant about like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Like, that's where it all starts by it. If you're already telling yourself that you can't do something, then you can't. Because then you, got, you are already second guessing yourself or counting yourself out and you're gonna have the child doing the same thing like oh no nah, mom you ain't qualified to teach me you already said it yourself <laughs> right <laughs> heard you <laughs> mom you said you you can't do it you don't know <laughs> you don't know anything but mom, I'm only learning letters right now I'm only learning letters <laughs> I'm four mom <laughs> bye all right so you you are once again modeling for them what your capabilities are at that point and so if you're telling yourself out loud and telling them and telling others like I, I can never teach them like then they gonna never think that you're teaching them like that's what it's gonna be 
they're going to be thinking that their lessons are coming from someone else other than you you and you yes. are the one teaching them you are the one teaching them unless you got a child that's sitting at home watching tv all day then that's a different story like they just said <laughs> they're more than likely the tv's teaching them however right <laughs> it all like we really want to look at things like i said it takes a certain conscious parent to want to homeschool their kid, like to want, you know, that notion of, oh, I'm homeschooling, as opposed to already understanding that you've been homeschooling um, since they came out your womb, you've been homeschooling. But actually saying and dedicating and standing in that position of no I know I want to be my child's teacher that does take a level of consciousness to confidently grow in that that direction you have to be confident you have to be confident because I tell you like even me with my little degrees sometimes I'll be like well dad am I doing it all I shake that on off <laughs> a little meditation and I shake it on off I'm like yeah no you're doing enough you're doing it you're doing what she's supposed to be doing you really are and I keep it moving yes those people around you and people asking questions and people telling oh they should know this or they should know I was like I hear you but I'm gonna just go ahead and pretend like I don't <laughs> because you know your opinion is your opinion and what it's based off of I really don't have anything to do with that like I can't step out of the box and still want to be in the box so right yes that's the main thing (laughs) yeah I love that that should be we gonna have to quote that is that a quote already because it could be listen you're gonna have to write that one down because (laughs) that's so important (laughs) Because that's homeschooling, like when you, like for real though, when you actually make that decision to homeschool your child, your child, you get so, so much opposition and so many questions and it do make you doubt yourself. Like even as a teacher, I have a whole degree and was still doubting myself because people was asking me questions about why I want to homeschool and this is going to be her best and all these other things. I'm like, dang, am I, am I qualified? Like I, I went, I got the degree, but I must not be qualified because people are asking me why, why do I want to homeschool? And, and that's with a degree. So imagine what parents, you know, that haven't been to college, um, right. feel like they barely graduated high school. You can just imagine what their mindset is. If you're getting asked that things with the level of education that you've had, like that is a, that's a lot. That's a lot. And that's why it's like so important to turn off the outside noise and to drown out all those individuals that feel like they need to tell you about your qualifications and what you are and aren't able to do. So. Yes, and where your child is at, and where your child should be, and because they was at this, they was doing this at this age, and all. It's just like, yeah, like in order yes. to think outside of the box, we gotta be out of the box, and 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 stop placing so much expectations on children and their learning. It is just like, yo, when I hear these comments of, oh, my child should be here and should be doing this and should do this, or they don't know how to do this, it's just like it's okay. I really feel like, yeah, like it's. And we talk about a lot, but it really is a program. When you go through that public education, there's a certain standard that you have that's been set in your mind. And yeah, when you decide, you know, that you don't want to do that or you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go by that norm, 
it can be scary. It can be scary. You have to have that confidence. It doesn't matter what type of education you had. Because like I just said, I I was feeling like I couldn't do it. And and, and me and Jay, um, and she shared her, you know, her thoughts about it too. But we both have master's degrees. And, and at some point felt like, um, you know, this is maybe something that is not, it's something that, you know, could could not be something that we could do, whatever. But um, it takes it really it takes uh it takes a hard shell because you do have to get past those opinions and those um you know those that the naysayers and the doubters and the what about this and the what about socialization people um you have to and that's mainly to, what it is you just really need to stop talking to people <laughs> <laughs> right. right stop talking to people stop and just do people. it stop yeah. yeah just do it you don't have don't, to explain don't tell people what you're trying to do yeah yes yeah, no, just stop talking to them. You can listen to them by all means, like, but you don't have to debate. You ain't got to explain. You ain't got to um, try to, you know, like convince. give a whole outline. Yeah, convince. Right. Like, no, you ain't got to do none of that. Persuade. You ain't got to do none of that. Like, you don't have to do Like, you just got to stand on what it is you're trying to do and what you're looking to accomplish. So, Yes, be firm. Stand in, you know, stand in what you believe in. Seriously, because I feel like a lot of people that homeschool, they believe in something. It's something that they truly Mm -hmm. believe in that they value, and that's why they're doing it. That's why I'm doing, you know, like that's why. So it's like, don't ever let people shame you for homeschooling. It's it's ridiculous at this point when I do see, you know, people getting shamed for either staying at home or or homeschooling and making that decision because it's like. I mean, it's it shouldn't be a bad thing to want to spend time with your children or to want to, you know, to want to be um, a part of their educational journey. Like, yeah, we all got to work and put food on the table. But if someone has the opportunity to be home or to, you know, spend more time with their children, that shouldn't be a bad thing. Like, we shouldn't be looking down or questioning yeah. a parent, no matter if they have education or not. Um, we shouldn't be questioning a parent wanting to you know take on that role like that is the role that is your role like as a parent that is you are the teacher that is your role you got to step into that role and be confident in that role and even if you do decide um to put your child in school don't you know don't let that role be snatched away from you it's still like you still are your child's teacher and Mm -hmm. i do feel like you know when because of that standard because you know as um, a teacher in society, you have to go to school, you have to get an education, you have to do all these other things. And even um, North Carolina's like state laws, when you homeschool, you got to have a, ho- a high school diploma and things like that. So there is certain, mm-hmm. you know, like there's certain barriers and there's certain standards that you do have to achieve. And so it, it, it feels like and I totally, I, I totally get it. It feels like, you know, as a parent, if you did not achieve those things that you're not qualified, but that is so not true. I, I hate that you, we have those standards. Well, you know, I, did I don't you like get a chance to look at that? Yeah. Did you get a chance to look at that article I had sent about them, um, like lessening the qualifications on for yes, teaching? yes. So they're they're actually even letting military vets <laughs> just walk into the classroom. Girl, they said they got experience or something. <laughs> like yeah I forgot what it said like they're like what qualified either way (laughs) like with you understanding the shortage of teachers is causing school districts 
two lessons qualifications and to make it so that basically individuals can come into the classroom and earn their teaching degree as they're in the classroom. That should let you know right there that you shouldn't be trying to think about qualifications of what you can and cannot do based off of a, a piece of paper, aka a college degree. So right, because no. as soon as um as soon as something happens in society, qualifications change. Yes. Like as soon exactly so it's just like I mean people gotta stop just going with society literally like always going by <laughs> societal standards and what to do and how to do this it's like no just do it if you really feel like you want to homeschool then you can figure it out like you really can yeah. you can figure it out and how it um how it will best apply to your life because you know i'm saying your home your way is so important yes. that you figure that out for you not for you know society or for anybody else or how everybody anybody else feels about it but how is it going to work out for you and we're in the age of entrepreneurship. And so with all of the entrepreneurs, like, you know, as far as small business, big business, all these business owners in general, um, you have so much to teach your child. Like you have so much to show them and model to them within that business that you have started for the purpose of them most, more than likely. A lot of parents are starting and, and doing these businesses for their kids and to build generational wealth and all that good stuff. And I always say like, you know, we have a lot of parents that are are really have dived into this business ownership. And then a lot of them are going about it in a way where they're kind of exiting their child out of the equation. And so it's like, okay, you're building this and you're building this brand and you're growing this business, but something happens to you and this goes to them. Are they going to know what to do with it? Like, do you feel like te that school is, te you know, setting them up to know what to do with it? So you got to understand your role and the importance of you showing and modeling and teaching and growing and developing them in the mindset of, okay, this is yours. Like, this is something we're already building together. And so let us grow this together. And let me show you this. Let me teach you this. Let's, let's learn all this stuff together. Right. Because to be honest, if I can really, really be honest, <laughs> as much as I <laughs> as much as I did, you know, somewhat enjoy going to school, especially during the earlier years and um, and things, I still I, I really can't. It's, I know this is different for you, but I don't have like a teacher that I can think of that has had like a lasting impression on my life until I went to college. Like, you know, because I'm still I'm older now, you know, I still reach out to my mentor. But I do remember, but my mom, you know, my parents have had, have, has had a lasting effect on me and who I am as a person. And, you know, I've learned so much from my mom. And even though I've learned so much from my teachers, I really just, like, it's not a, I can't, like, pinpoint a specific teacher that I re remember. Like, yeah, I remember my math teacher who taught math, but, like, <laughs> I, it's like, I don't, I just, there isn't, like, this unqualified teachers <laughs> I remember teachers that I felt like why are you even here <laughs> right. for those teachers like you know things of that nature it was not necessarily good most besides you know my fifth grade teacher was my my little um little motivational lady but it was it stopped after that like that was my last teacher that really hit me in a, a positive manner everything else like I said was like uh why are you teaching you shouldn't be a teacher 
<laughs> you really like kids, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> like, right. Like, like, why are you here? Yeah, I came across plenty of them after elementary school. So. Yes, I think my favorite teachers may have been in like high school and then my, some of my college professors. But honestly and truly, like teachers, yes, if they decide to, they will have a lasting impact on students with the words that they say and the positivity that they bring in class. But parents will always have the most lasting effect yes. on their child. And I think it's important that, you know, we understand that so that we can step into that role more confidently. Like we are gonna be having these lasting impressions on our children's like identity the way that they think everything and if see we don't themselves how they expect people to talk to them what's normal to them you know as far as yes. talking to them uh, yeah we are the first and most primary relationship that they will ever have and it definitely dictates it <laughs> and um it sets up a lot like it does um your child can either be healing from y'all interactions or they can grow from your interactions so mm, right mm. that was powerful <laughs> <laughs> and no because like you said like I I feel like my mom definitely had way more way more impact on anything as far as I go um during school and I wasn't homeschooled but I was taught at home um plenty plenty of lessons plenty 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 of lessons um <laughs> well, I'm definitely taught <laughs> <laughs> indirectly indirectly <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah no it, it definitely lasted way longer than the the school stuff and that's the thing too and I that's why I feel like I I be using my voice to like man getting a, a a degree doesn't mean anything like it really doesn't like I didn't retain half that stuff that I had to read like to get my my bachelor's degree in English I had to read a bunch of stuff and write some papers like that's it like I've always equated college to just reading and writing papers like you have to read that's what it is and you gotta write then you gotta write your writing needs to match that reading in some way and make you know you're creating theories and logics and ideologies out of whatever it is that you're writing and you're you're supposed to be able to argue it I feel like college as a whole is to show that you are able to commit and complete something so Mm -hmm. when you've gone to college it's like okay you did this on your own because it's not something that you were forced to do and you actually had to pay for it so it just shows a different level of I guess commitment maybe um but the whole like degree notion like it doesn't mean anything I I don't I don't want to I don't I'm I'm gonna just say it (laughs) now people were mad at me yeah, it doesn't make you more intellectual than the next person because you went to college. Like the stuff that I learned outside of college or, you know, after I learned a degree is way more beneficial than that time that I actually spent earning a degree. So yes. I, I, did, I don't want to like, by all means, all our college people and graduates and all that stuff, you earned that. You definitely did. By mm-hmm. all, you had to put in the work for that. 
but does it make you more qualified or make you more intellectual or make you more well-versed in something than somebody else? It doesn't, that didn't go to college. It doesn't because they could be at home reading them same books that you had to pay for, or, you know, doing this, Mm -hmm. like reading and putting the same work that you had to, they just didn't pay for it. And they could just, they could have this, just as much information inside of them as you do or even more. So I don't know. I get the, I get it. I, it's the programming and people, you know, like, oh, now you got to get that college degree, be qualified as a teacher. But like I said, they're, they're, they're dumbing down the qualifications to even be a teacher. So that shouldn't even be a thing anymore of saying, oh, I'm not qualified to teach because I don't have a degree. Oh, you have mm-hmm. like passion doesn't come from a degree. Care mm-hmm. doesn't come from a degree. Empathy doesn't come from a degree. Like things that the real skills that you need to be a successful and efficient teacher does not come from a college degree. It does not. It's like it's some it's qualities that you have to have within you because anybody can get a degree. But do you really like working with children? Like, do you really understand, you know, what the power that you hold as a teacher? And, you know, like you said, you even had teachers where it's like, why are you even here? Do you even, you know, like, do you even want to be here? So it's like, yeah, those those real qualities that you need as a teacher, um, you don't you don't get taught those in in a um, in a college education and get a degree. And so many people were mad at me, or I feel like are mad at me, or they just don't really understand me because I didn't feel like super super happy when I graduated and got my master's. Like getting my master's, it wasn't like a happy thing for. It wasn't like oh my god, I'm just so happy and I didn't go to my graduation. Like even when I graduated college, it wasn't something that I was like super happy about. It was just something that I felt like I had to do. And don't get me wrong, I would never say that college didn't help me go, help me get into a better position because it definitely did. If I didn't go to college, I'd probably still be in Fayetteville somewhere just working probably I don't know I mean maybe not because that's just not the type of person that I am but um no I definitely would have been doing other things I would have figured it out but I I do feel like because I didn't know what was going on college kind of helped me just do something and you know get a degree it just it made me look you know it made me just look good I guess or it made me look like you know I was doing something but all along it was just things that I really didn't want to do like I yeah like if I just (laughs) If I would have not went to college there, I would have definitely done some other things. I would have had time to really think about it and want to do other things. And it would have just been something that I would have truly been passionate about. I found my passion for teaching when I was in college. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I wanted, like, that wasn't, you know, I know your story is different. But for me, I didn't always want to be a teacher. I wanted to be a whole lot of other things. And I felt like maybe I had to go to college to do those things. But college wasn't something that I was like oh yeah I just want to go to um it was like it was just something like yeah you got you it's now that you're done with high school you need to go to college and you're gonna have to figure out what you want to do and, and and keep on doing it until you know you're at a point where but none of that stuff just satisfied me it, it really did it really didn't fill my heart up and make me you know feel completed or feel like I'm super successful like and I know that could be you know people would probably be like wow shame on you for saying that you you got a degree you got a degree you got your best degree and you don't feel successful but it's just like nah because that's not really like I'm glad that I became a teacher because I found my passion like it's something that I actually like I really love to do enjoy doing but 
that wasn't like I don't feel like I really needed to get a degree to do that though. Like it wasn't something I could have. I just feel like that, you know, it's something that could have possibly um, just happened. You know, maybe possibly, but it, it really wasn't, is. You know, yeah, like oh, I feel like it really is. Because you, th- you got to think about it when you start teaching, when you get in the classroom, they give you everything. Like they give you all the workbooks, they give you all the little teacher editions. Everything has the answers. You ain't gotta have no answers. <laughs> right. All you need to do is read the stuff beforehand and make sure you had the answers when the kids talk to you about it. But in all actuality, going into the classroom, you don't have to have any answers. I had teachers who their major was computer or what was it? He had a major. This teacher was teaching AP English to 11th graders and his major in college was film. Right. (laughs) That lets you know, like, no, those degrees don't make you the teacher. Like you could go into the classroom and be wherever you are. Honestly, it's about being able to build relationships, being able to talk to people, public speaking, things of that nature, being confident in yourself. um, And just having the care to want to change those lives and understanding the impact that you have and can have on a whole generation if you take that position seriously. But in all actuality, like a lot of teachers are coming into the classroom for other reasons out of than that. Um, it's wild to say because you know, teacher salary is not up there or anything, it's not something to strive for by all means, but it's a livable wage. It's something that, right. you know, it's right. an easily attained wage. Honestly, if you teach it, just be in the classroom and be a body in there to teach, well, to not even, I can't even say to teach, but just to be there and make sure right. nobody hurts themselves. <laughs> right. Make it home, make it home, back home the same way that they came. Like teaching, I don't know, it's different. And the way that things are going with technology and how so much is being set up on computers now where a lot of classrooms are now structured where the teacher is just showing them or giving them their um, stuff for the week. And they are working their way through stuff on the computer and, you know, doing their stuff themselves. And the teacher's mainly just the facilitator of that learning environment. They're just there in case you need help, but they're not the ones that are actually helping you. So things are changing um, big time, big time, big time. And that's why you see so many teachers leaving the profession. That's why you see so many vacancies and so much, so many articles and things of that nature talking about the teacher shortage. Because that is a big thing. So I don't know. I just and they don't pay you like girl. They don't pay you nothing for a master's degree though. Like for me to go and get all do all of that because at the end of the day I did have dollars. Right, like I already had a degree, so honestly I didn't even have to go and get a master's in education. I could have just worked my way into teaching, but to go and you know actually try to figure out how to be an effective teacher because that's all my that's all my degree was around was you know, teaching in rural areas and being an effective teacher. Um, all of that. You know that um, all of that education and then to not get paid, you like, just know we don't accept masters. Um, you know, that it, it was kind of very disheartening as well because it's like, well, dang, if that's the case, I mean, I could just take my skill and all this that I learn and, and just do it on my own and get paid my worth, you know, because at the end of the day, um, 
you know, I love I love working with kids, but baby, you gotta survive. <laughs> you gotta be able to either you can see like it has to it has to be worth it. Like but that's I'm the not- thing, T. It keeps you in survivor mode, and so right. it takes a lot of the passion that people do enter into the profession profession with out of it because they're now in the like ah oh, I want to be dedicated to this. I want to show how much I care, but I can barely pay my bills. Like, you know, I'm barely making ends meet because I also have kids myself. So it's like, how much can I dedicate to this when I got to get a second or third job? Right. I want to be dedicated, but also the parents aren't. Or I want to be dedicated, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, there's also so much other stuff that you have to do as a teacher. Like, um, you really, it's a real, it, it is a very high demanding and stressful role and. And I know we've already kind of talked about this before, but if you're not, you got to pay people, especially if they've gone out their way to um, receive extra education that they had to pay for as well. And so it's just like, yeah, it's it's kind of like a scam because I feel like I could work with kids <laughs> in any pos- in any way. You know, I can work with kids. Mm-hmm. I could just go outside my neighborhood and get a bunch of kids together and let's play a game. And that's me being yeah. a teacher right there. Like I don't gotta, I didn't have to do all of that. You know, like, I really did not have to do all of that. No, yeah, you're so, absolutely yeah, I feel correct. And you just think about like if we were taught early on about nonprofits and the benefits and what you can do with a nonprofit and all the possibilities. Like that would have definitely took me on a whole different path of way of thinking and and going about things. But that's not something you necessarily talk about um, in school, definitely, or with your parents. Like you don't never, I I don't remember having those type of conversations where I learned about nonprofits and what all they could and could do and what you can present the type of programs you could have with them and the need for them especially like you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't presented like that so it's just different mindsets different mindset different different ways of approaching um our issues of society and providing the solutions for them because I saw an issue as far as teaching goes and I wanted to be that teacher that did different not understanding that okay I could be as different as I want to in my classroom but that doesn't impact the whole school right you know it just doesn't right yeah so it's really really big but main thing is parents not giving that power away parents understanding that they do have and are the most qualified to teach their child um and never let anyone take that away from them I never let yes. anyone tell them different, really. And don't even have to debate it. Just like, oh, I'm, I'm their parent. Like, what do you mean I'm not qualified? I'm I'm, I'm their parent. Like, you can leave it at that for real. Yeah, that holds enough We may need to put that on the shirt. I'm their parent. Right. <laughs> right. You, you homeschool your kids? Are you qualified? I'm their parent. Yes. Oh, Period. Definitely emotional um aspects and relational like skills that a lot of parents do need and that's why our focus with the expo is on the healing aspect and us growing and understanding that you know we do have some holdups that may prevent us from being our best selves but we still have the ability to change that course we still have the ability to grow from that and grow with your kids in that 
I can introduce them to healing practices and things that will keep them in their right mind space and um, being mindful and being present and just there's a bunch of things that will combat a lot of the mental health issues that we have that are so prevalent right now in society because we haven't we haven't been structured to be set up with the skills that we need to be our best selves and so that's really important too but I feel like if a parent is conscious enough to say well you know what I don't think this homes this this school system is going to provide what my child needs, I feel like they're conscious enough to also understand and to reflect on, reflect, you know, your blog post you just did, reflect on what they're capable of and how they can grow to be even more qualified than they already are to be their child's teacher. Because it really starts in the mind. Everything starts in the mind. You can't get outside of that. Everything, everything, everything starts in the mind. And when your mindset is set up in a way that you are praising yourself, speaking those positive affirmations to yourself, and telling and, and understanding all the possibilities that you yourself hold, you can do anything. You can do wonders. And you and your family can work to change the world because that's what it's all about, like doing different, being the change. Like things aren't going to change unless we change them. Like people still going with that program of, oh, this is what we need to do. This is what learning needs to look like. And the, like, no, it's, that's, you're going to keep on getting the same results. And that's not what we want to do. We want change. And so you have to be the change. Yes, be the change you want to see. Um, I think that's that's like the most important thing that we can do because so many people do complain about it. Like we complain about the school system and we'll complain and we'll complain and we'll go up to the district and we'll do this and we'll call whoever and we'll keep complaining. But like when do you know when and do we see make no the results, see no right. yeah, see no solutions being presented, no solutions that are beneficial to your child, right? You know so to speak, and you'll you'll continue to go along with the program because that's the way it's been or that's what it's, you know, schools is, that's what you're used to. And it's, nah, you can tap out of that anytime you want to. Because mm-hmm. remember that you're not taking your child home to do school at home. You're taking mm-hmm. your child home to do school in the manner that works for them to do learning in a manner that works for them. So you're not going home to be and have to teach them seven hours out the day or go over seven subjects within one day and all that stuff. And that's what a lot of parents, that's what the de-schooling is about. Like you have Mm -hmm. to get out of that mindset of this is what learning has to look like in order for my child to be successful. They got to learn in this manner. No, that is not right. It's not. Or they have to learn this information, you know, because I feel like people, like you said, get so stuck on the concepts like, oh, my child need to know their numbers or, oh, they need to know algebra or they need to know. And most of that stuff, literally, if you go back and ask somebody, um, do they use use algebra? algebra. Right. Do you use algebra? Do you use geometry? Like if you actually didn't go into that field, is that something that you really feel like you needed to learn, learn? Because I don't even like use geometry. I don't use algebra I don't use geometry like I mean as a teacher you have to teach it but if that's not my subject then that's not even something that I'm even focused on so it's just like we really do need to think about the things that are where our children are learning in school and if those things are beneficial and if we don't want to teach those things as homeschoolers we have that power to change the curriculum like uh, yeah maybe in sixth grade y'all did learn about 
uh, algebra, but since you're so interested in, you know, coding, we're going to spend, we're going to take time to learn about coding. We don't got to do algebra. Like, it's really up to you, people. We got to stop. And I mean, I know it's, it can be hard because, like I said, I'm eight months in and sometimes I, I find myself wanting to revert back to, okay, we got to get to these letter sounds. We got to do this. We got to do this um, because of the standards and what I know and, you know, what I've been trained to do. But we got to like, it's something that you, we have to actively work on changing, you know, like, yeah, you got to be that change. Like, you know, if there's, if it's something that I don't want my daughter to learn that we learned in school, but I don't feel like it's necessary for her to learn right now and she'll learn on her journey whenever, then it's not something that I'm about to just stress myself out and even focus on. Like there's so many other topics as parents that we can teach our children. If you don't feel like you can teach your child academics, there's so much other things that you can though. And then there are things that you can add as resources that will help you to do the academics part. But just start with what you know. Start with what you know. Start, you know, like what is your what is your interest as a parent? What do you know? If you know how to crochet, crochet teach a child how to crochet. Like that mm-hmm. is, you can say that's a skill. That's something that will help them for the rest of their life. So it's like we gotta stop this like being so hung, um, so hung up on academics. And my child gotta know how to read by this age, or my child gotta know you know, how to write by this age, or they got to do this, because that's what we, that's what we learn. It don't got to be that way. People have to look at the system for what it is. If that, if the educational system was so grand, and so stellar, and so exceptional, that, you know, you have to go that route, or you have to follow those standards for your child to be successful, will we really only have 1% or 5% of individuals that are what wealthy I guess you would say Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. you know exceptionally like just Mm -hmm. out of the box um what what we really have that like what the percentages look like they do right that was the case like you gotta understand what you're tapping into and what you need to tap out of so know that your child is destined for greatness. Your child can be as great as you allow them to be, um, especially when you don't hold them in a box. Um, but you got to believe in yourself first. You, you definitely have to believe in yourself first. That's where it all starts. Because you can't teach a child to believe in themselves if you don't believe in you. So mm-hmm. understand that you are modeling, even when you don't think you're modeling. They're watching, they see you, they, they're listening, and you will have the greatest impact on them no matter what school they go to, no matter what kind of educational system they're in, you are still going to have the most impact on them, whether it's good or bad, whether it's positive, negative, whether, you know, whether it's fundamental or growth worthy, whatever the case may be, you are still going to be that, that foundation. You are still going to be what they compare and contrast to. You are still going to be the go all, like you're going to be it. You are going to be it. No matter how how many times you try to pass the baton to someone else, it comes back to you. <laughs> so understand that and own it. Own it. Grow with your yes. child. Don't think that you have to have everything figured out because you don't. You do not. You do not. Learn together. Grow together. We never stop learning. We never stop growing. That's the, that's the thing about life. And that's why it's so beautiful if you allow it to be. Own it. 
just own it. You are great. Your children are great. <laughs> Y'all will do great things together if you allow that to be. You just yes. have to make that commitment. You have to make that choice. And it is a commitment. And it's not, you know, it may not be as easy as <laughs> how we're talking about it, but <laughs> it kind of but it kind of is. It's, I mean, it, I'm not gonna say it's 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 not as easy, but it is simple. You get what I'm saying? It like it, it may not. The mind. It right. really is. It could be as simple or as, as complex as you want it to be. I'm taking the simple right right now. <laughs> we're yes. we're real simple around these parts. Real freestyle mode. Real like go with the flow. And that's me being intentional about that though, because we could be doing something else. We could yeah. you know, definitely take another route. But no you are in charge your home your way um and it's way better when y'all are all on the same page when everybody has gathered and and y'all have sat down and talked about goals and that's why I talk I ask parents too like a lot of parents be hitting me up and saying like, oh okay well I want to take my child out of school and I'm like well dad did you, did you talk to them about it like <laughs> I, you know, make sure that's something that they want to do because it, it is a it is a transition. It's a big transition from what they are used to and what they know. And that's mm-hmm. once again why the de-schooling process is real important for you and the child, because that is once again, especially if they've gotten up to a certain grade, middle or high school, that's all they know to be that's right. And know. how you, hey, you got to deprogram from that. So you got to give yourself time and space to allow for that change to happen. But that's why it has to be a team, team, team effort. Can't be just what you want to do or what you think is best. It has to be something that y'all talk about and, you know, understand that it's for everyone, not just you. So take that into consideration too. Yes, please. Um. (laughs) We can't forget, yeah, like, don't forget about, you know, your child when you're making those important decisions about their educational journey as well, because it will affect them. It will affect them. So, you know, asking them, that's why I said, I will ask my daughter. I will ask her to see if she want to go to school. I'm hoping she would just say, nah, but if that's something that she wanted to go to high school, so... Yeah, but say if that's something that she truly wants to do, I'm not against it. It's just, I want to prepare her for it you get what I'm saying like I don't want to just throw her into school and not truly prepare her and I feel like kids get thrown into school at such young ages and that's why when they when they first start school they be doing all this hoopling and hiring crying and parents be crying why are y'all doing all this crying just you know if you don't feel like you're ready then just keep them at home until you feel like they're ready like school isn't going anywhere <laughs> at all uh, it's gonna be there um and they even trying to add more schools. So it's like, you know, it's not going anywhere. So start school when you want to start school or ask your child, you know, when they actually want to start school. It should be a, it really like their educational journey. They should have more power over their educational journey because it is what they are learning. It's going to help them, you know, build up them. So, yeah, let's not forget about our kids on their own educational journey and the things that they want to see on their educational journey and things that will benefit them. Yes, yes, yes. Very important, very important. Allow them to be the lead. Follow their lead, follow their lead. But make it a team. Like, it's not something you have to do on your own. It's not something you have to have all figured out. 
Um, don't think too far in the future about it. I think that's, you know, I feel like that's where the hold up, like parents be thinking about teaching calculus and <laughs> all this other hard stuff, right? Yes, first of all, <laughs> gotta learn that from me. You ain't gonna learn it. So <laughs> know that. But like Aaliyah said, and why we provide and have the Homeschool Your Kids app is because there's resources everywhere there are resources everywhere so whatever you feel you do lack you can find wherever you find you feel that you don't have you can get like the power of the internet is ridiculous and like youtube what people mm-hmm. youtube diversity i don't know what they call it but <laughs> youtube you have everything okay like, go to youtube yes if all else fails go look it up on youtube but yeah, no, nah, just know that there's endless possibilities and anything is possible. So no limits. You got this. Definitely. You have the power, the knowledge, the experience. All you need is the confidence. I feel like that's all parents are lacking because you have everything else. You already been through school yourself. You have the knowledge, the experience, the wisdom. So, you know, just have the confidence to be your child's first teacher. And that's the funny thing, too. Y'all been through school. Y'all <laughs> right. You already and been you through school. You don't feel like you qualified. that you sending them through. And you say you're not qualified, but you want to send them through that. Like, that's irony. That's, um definitely situational ironing because it's like oh, I'm not qualified to teach them high school or you know middle or elementary but you've gone through all those things yourself <laughs> right so like, well, what, what you spend time there for <laughs> what was she doing <laughs> not laughing but I'm laughing um <laughs> but yeah no, nah, because I mean, that is funny, though. I mean, iron, I mean, it is irony in it when people say they, they can't do something that they've already done. <laughs> You've already yeah. been through it. Well, what does that mean for you? Yeah. Anywho, um, make sure, like, and that is why we're doing all the things that we're doing to make sure that you feel extra overly qualified and confident. And that's what it's mainly about, building the confidence. And that's why we have the Homeschool Your Kids Expo. Um, you can find out more information. We're going to seven locations, starting in Glendale, going to New Orleans, Miami, um, North Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Maryland, Maryland, and Woo-hoo. Minneapolis. I know you saw me squinting like, mm, where are we going again? But um, <laughs> yes, and some of our lovely, lovely... Um, sponsors who work to provide resources and tools um we have soul right living mindset coach because that's where everything starts the mind you could check out the information on the homeschool your kids expo.com website we have the homeschool movement we have collaborative tutoring right start math family success association Fit Goddess Tribe, because, you know, you got to get you, get your mind and your body right. Um, and homeschoolteachers.com, they provide tutoring services. And we have been gifted three hours 
for families to be able to take advantage of their tutoring services. So please check that out. Please go get those three free hours um, and see what they have to offer because that could be the answers that you're seeking. That could be, you know, that extra help that you feel you need. They could be right there. So go to homeschoolyourkidsexpo.com and you go to the sponsors and go down to tutoring services and you can visit their website and access those free three hours of tutoring so it's three sessions like it's not one session those hours are split up into three sessions so please take advantage of that please 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 um we are still in need of exhibitors speakers sponsors all those good things. So whatever role you would like to play, if you want to be a part of this journey, please, please tap in. Um, I'm responding to emails. If I haven't gotten back to you, please know that I'm responding. Um, But yeah, we love y'all and we thank y'all for tuning in because this is awesome. And just understand your greatness, understand all that you hold, understand that it all begins with you and that beautiful mind of yours. So tell yourself you can instead of you can't, you can't you can so start the day with that i can do this today and focus on one day at a time not the i day know day. i can <laughs> be what you know i want to be go <laughs> listen to that yes put it on for you and the kids okay <laughs> But yes, we we appreciate y'all tuning in and we hope that you know this is a confidence um stabilizer if not something that helps to grow your confidence but definitely understand that it all starts with you it really does so no limits walk in that walk in that walk in your purpose walk and own it there are no limits to this this thing we call life there really aren't so embrace it all grow with it allow yourself and your kids to grow with everything that y'all have going on all the experiences all of the situations everything is a learning tool everything is something to grow from so keep growing yes <laughs> you and your yes <laughs> that's all I can say when I really agree like when I really agree I'm just like yes listen you said it. it all <laughs> I love it but yeah have a beautiful day peace